I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Geek Down Podcast. This is a show where two friends sit in front of microphones and try to find the sweet spots where their fandoms intersect. My name is Jordan Ferguson. And my name is Caitlin McKinnon. There she is. Hi. Back in the building. Yep. Been a long time. Shouldn't have left you. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't help it. Who's who's ready to start Opportune June on the 20th? Hey, you know what? Opportune June was also an opportunity to take some well-deserved rest. Listen, we didn't we didn't plan for it. Are you only going to get two episodes and then we're going to go away for another month? M- maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That's exactly what's going to happen. That's exactly what's going to happen. Oh, more than a month. Yeah. We didn't talk about my we didn't talk about my trip home yet. No. This or, summer, but or or my um my or your wedding. My wedding. Anyway, friends, welcome back. Good to see you. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 286 of the Geek Down Podcast. If you would like to listen to any of our other 285 episodes, take yourself wherever you get your audio content. You really have no business complaining about whether we're here or not because you've got over 250 episodes to go revisit. And you know what? COVID was weird. (laughs) Like, Like the two and a bit years have been both the longest Ever, the longest 500 years ever and the shortest 500 years ever. It, it's been weird. So look back. Take a look back at those two years with the Geek Down podcast. Oh, man. Yeah. Revisit. Let's revisit our trauma together, shall we? <laughs> Won't that be fun? Point is, you can find all that trauma, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, or Stitcher, wherever you get your audio content. Give us a follow, rate, review, subscribe. You will know henceforth whenever new episodes arrive because they're going to be dropped directly into your device from a man who has definitely handled the trauma of the last two years, and that's your man's. Dr. Chauncey Fostilicus III, Geek Down Internet Elf. Girl, he's just coming to drop those episodes directly into your device. It's what he loves to do. It's what he needs to do to keep his weeks regular. Yeah. I said before I love doing this show because it adds structure to my week. Yep. Delivering those episodes at structure to Chauncey's week. It's like um, how uh, I've been going into the office more because I find that... Oh, voluntarily. Voluntarily, because I find that it, it gives me more structure to my day and I don't get as depressed. Listen, someone cute might take umbrage with that notion. Just got on that work from home life. Uh, well, no, here's the thing. Uh, I'm going to say like 85 to 90% of the people I run into are like working from home is the best thing ever. Like a lot of my colleagues are still able to work from home Mm. um, and they're loving it. They think it's great work-life balance. I hate it. (laughs) I hate it so much. I'm still working from home on Fridays and I'm still able to be like, hey, I'm in a lot of pain today. I, I need to use my TENS machine and I can't just like have wires coming out of my pelvic region at work so uh can i stay home and they'll be like yeah sure so i still have that flexibility which Mm. i didn't have before but yeah the the structure of of going into work having a shower getting ready having my lunch pack all of that is i understand that that structure of the geek down podcast i hate it so much (laughs) i wish i could work from home 
I do, but I don't. I like if I ever have like something I want to work on that is not this podcast, um, I have to leave here. Yeah, because all my stuff's here, and I'll just you know play with records or watch YouTube or do anything. Yeah. So I have to get out of the house. Friends, what are your thoughts on the work from home hybrid model? Any of y'all still in it? Let us know how you're dealing with it. Twitter.com slash geekdownpod. That's where the show lives on the social media. It's the only place you can pressure me into TikTok as much as you want. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I know there's good stuff out there, but I'm going to tell you right now, most of it's trash. Although, God, Instagram is about to shit the bed. Although, story from last week about how just China taking all that data oh, yeah. from TikTok. Which, I mean, they, I mean were they, you surprised? TikTok was a Chinese app initially. Like, they super, super told everyone about that. They remember when they were trying to ban it in the United States? Well, <laughs> I remember who was trying to ban it, but. Yeah, they, they, they have your faces in their database. All of your faces. All of our faces. They even have they, my they face. They have your face. I, I, so you know what? I shouldn't have my camera open when I go to Amazon. I just, <laughs> Should know by now, or when I go to any of the many manga sites I go to, or wow, I know getting to that a little later, friends. Uh, friends, if you'd like to support this endeavor financially so that uh, I can buy more compressed air to shoot the dust out of of the mixing board (laughs) or or scare pigeons, (laughs) listen, my apocalypse board out there is uh, not effective anymore. My building (laughs) used to have a pigeon feces problem at the front door because they used to sit on my windowsill and poop all morning. So my super put up like a walking dead spiked bat like on my windowsill in an effort to deter pigeons. Uh, pigeons don't care. No, they don't care and about anything. And they have anything. been very bold lately. So sometimes I am woken up to the sound basically in my brain of pigeon cooing because they are just having a... Shindig. <laughs> they're just having a board meeting out there. And sometimes you got to sometimes you gotta give them a little... With the old compressed air. Yeah. Give them a little shot. One day you're going to have a... You're gonna have a a heart attack pigeon problem on your front porch instead of instead of the feces problem. <laughs> Preferable. Friends, if you want to keep me in compressed air or new cables when the cable short out, things of that sort, Kofi, ko-fi.com slash geekdownpod. Three bucks in the old tip jar. Let us know you appreciate the content we bring to you when we bring it to you. Uh, sorry, not sorry. Because I spent last weekend... Mm-hmm. Uh, helping someone cute move into their new place. It was very hard, but satisfying yes. weekend. I'm not going to say it was a, was an easy weekend. Um, I just want to like gold plate my little, uh, <laughs> ratchet Allen key set. Oh my God. Yes. You're the real, you're the real MVP of the weekend. And it's very, very quiet out where she's at now. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's good. It's very, lacks any of the, uh, urban chaos, which I, you know, I've come to, a become accustomed to where right. I am, but to be out there with like a yard and trees. Yes. <laughs> and not people screaming at each other Suburb- in the morning. Suburbia morning. as it, as it were. Um, it's a, it's a nice change and it's a, it's a good look for her. And I'm very happy for her that she's got more of her own place now. Um, and that, that work from home life. She on now, like, listen, someone cute shouts to you. Yeah. You, you thriving out there. Shouts to you. Shouts Damn right to you, um, Kate. Yeah, I had no intention of bringing anything news related to this episode yeah. because I figured we've been gone. This is now it's about three weeks since we've done an episode. Yeah, we're gonna have lots to talk about. And frankly, if I go another five minutes without getting these fucking Obi Wan takes off my soul, I'm <laughs> going to lose my mind. But something was out there. Oh. There was a, there was like a five alarm 
emergency oh my god out there that we had to we had to discuss um kate yeah we have picked the weirdest year to attend a wrestling show yes oh yes so friends on the last episode uh i mentioned that uh kate and i were going to see monday night raw at the at the scotia bank arena so excited here in toronto in late august which is generally kind of a dead time as it were mm-hmm. it's kind of between major events but you know it's going to be a good time we we got we got a box we got free food we got <laughs> we're going to you know good good ass time it's going to be great and then Cody Rhodes got hurt yeah and then Randy Orton got hurt mm-hmm. and then Roman Reigns went to a like you know six date a year contract yeah and uh everybody went to AEW and <laughs> yeah it was a real motley crew we were going to be uh, be witnessing at this at this event, and then this happened. Um, the headline comes from Deadline. The original reporting here was done by the Wall Street Journal, but they want to make me a subscriber to view this content, and that is not happening. Friends, we live in the world of the internet. I will just go to another website that doesn't ask me for anything and recycles all your information. <laughs> Thanks, Deadline. Quote, the World Wrestling Entertainment Board is investigating longtime chairman CEO Vince McMahon for previously undisclosed settlement agreements with former employees. These include a $3 million payoff to a female employee he allegedly had an affair with, according to the Wall Street Journal. (laughs) And the world went, duh. Duh. Uh, preface everything come after this, uh, the words coming out of my mouth with, uh, all the allegedly's you can possibly sprinkle onto it. This is a still pending investigation. Um, the board began the probe in April. The journal report says the employee who received the $3 million settlement reportedly had a consensual relationship with McMahon who used personal funds for the payoff. Um, that is the, I believe that's the crux of what they're investigating here. Was it his own money? Did he use any company money to do this? Um, However, however, the board has unearthed older, other non-disclosure agreements involving claims by former female employees against McMahon and one of its top executives, John Laurinaitis, the head of talent relations. It could not put a number on the settlement count, but said they were in the millions of dollars. Uh, The journal said the board believes all the settlements, all of the settlements came from McMahon's personal funds, including the one involving Laurinaitis. What this means, so the, this gets announced, I believe, on Thursday mm-hmm. that this probe is happening. Well, there's an investigation among the board of directors because right. WWE is a publicly traded company now. Yes. It's not just Vince running the show. He's got shareholders. Now, does that mean the board could oust him? Not really. He still has a controlling Share? percentage of shares in the company. And then on Friday, I see a post on Instagram that made me uh, leave my lunch to go find the most consistent man at work on the floor to show it to him that Vince had stepped down as the CEO. Yeah. And his daughter, Stephanie, who had just left to spend more time with her family was now back as interim CEO. Uh Um, let's know the PTA is not disbanding. This is not the first time Vince has stepped down. Right. Ceremonially. He did this in the nineties during the steroid trial, which is probably the last time he had a, Threat slash challenge to his authority. Good word for it. Um, yeah, it's been the, the that steroid trial was probably the last time he's had any sort of difficulties to this extent, aside from just you know the the very poorly kept secret that it's a somewhat horrific boys club to oh yeah <laughs> to work for. Um, Again, that's another duh for the record. <laughs> there, was, there was some line in one of the uh, one of the press releases about you know 
they're going to cooperate with everything. And, you know, they're also going to be looking at the, you know, about the uh, HR environment and the overall culture of the company. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> good luck. Watch, watch out for that one. Don't listen to any podcast ever about wrestling. <laughs> don't, don't open any closets. All guys skeletons in them. My Lord. Uh, so yeah, he has stepped down and then he went out on SmackDown on Friday night on the Friday night show. Uh, um, he said absolutely nothing. Right. He just went out, talked about like, so they always have this tagline, you know, the, the sting at the start of every show, which mm-hmm. is like, you know, WWE now, then forever together. And he basically came out and said like, you know emphasized that and the most important word was together yeah and then he left and then he was like peace i'm moving to an island um no he's absolutely not uh he's also should be said not relinquishing any of his creative control he's still going to work as the create as the lead creative guy on all the shows he's still going to be at every show he's still going to be in the quote gorilla position which is the desk next to the uh spot where the wrestlers uh walk out right you're looking at me like you want an explanation gorilla monsoon Former announcer for the WWF used to always stand there. Okay. So they just, in his honor, call it the gorilla position. I just, um, I, I'm, yeah. I just, ah, uh, it's so hard to be like, I don't know enough about wrestling, but I, I know enough to like hate Vince McMahon. Like, it's just a weird feeling to not be really part of something, but also have a very strong opinion about someone. Because I guarantee you, he's thrilled. Because of the he loves loves. this. Yeah, he loves any opportunity. He believes, and he kind of did. They came at him with a bogus case that, like, he beat the government. Like, the government tried to come after him on the whole steroid trial, Mm -hmm. basically proving that he was dealing. Yes, that the company was dealing to the wrestlers. Was there rampant steroid abuse in the company? By many accounts, yes. Uh Um, was it actively encouraged by the company? No, that was never provable right uh in a court of law so like vince's narrative and his version of himself is just like he beat wcw and ted turner he was the last man standing he built it into the biggest he finally became a billionaire when he like cut all these tv deals and he's loading up on saudi money right now like he's he has no intention of leaving under any circumstance right um and you know no one is (laughs) surprised that Vince McMahon would seek comforts outside his marriage. No. Absolutely not. Um, Again, third duh of the conversation. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of does happening here. The idea that he essentially paid this paralegal a salary. <laughs> yeah. Out of his own money. I mean, who knows? There, there's a version. There's a version of this, which I think is very likely, which is the version where nothing happens. Right. Here. Yeah. It's just like, oh man, that was a bad look. And then in six months, it's forgotten about. Like, listen, he got a huge, he got a huge ass pop when he came out mm-hmm. that night. Now, did much of the crowd know what was going on? Maybe. It was like CNN was like doing stories about this. It, it broke. It was like mainstream right. news. Um, But still, I mean, he's the boss and he plays one on television. And when he went out there doing his whole... <laughs> 70 year old man swagger thing you can't you can't see but it's such a you, good impression you know the vince, you've seen the vince walk when he's chicken winging down the down the aisle um uh, his shirts are too tight <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It's the fact that he can't really talk anymore. That's what kills me. Like right. his, vo- his voice is so old. Like he just can't muster a voice anymore. It's like right. 40 years of like screaming on a microphone has like finally done him in. It's coming for me too, y'all. But <laughs> 35 down, 35 to go. Uh... But yeah, it's, there's the version where maybe he becomes too much of a hot potato. Um, the real quote unquote palace intrigue about this is mm. there's a guy working as like the president. He's a, he's a top executive at the company. He's a guy named Nick Khan. Okay. He's very old friends with the rock. And every time there's been like a bad decision made, people love to blame it on Nick Khan. Like <laughs> when, when they shed a bunch of wrestlers who are like everybody loves yeah. and cited as like cost savings, who can't afford to pay their contracts anymore. Well, that's Nick Khan. And he's just like priming it up for a sale. And the big tinfoil hat is like, this is the long play, uh, you know, little finger move for Nick Khan and The Rock to buy oh <laughs> to buy God. the company from out, out from under Vince McMahon. I love that there's no matter where you go, there are tinfoil hats. Always in in anything. Always doesn't matter what. So, what version of the show will we see? <sighs> guess guess who's fighting Roman at SummerSlam? Brock Lesnar, because oh. everybody got hurt, and when it was like. <laughs> Well, fly the drone over his farm in Saskatchewan and dump a <laughs> dump a bale of, bale of money onto his onto his uh, ranch house. He'll be like, "Oh, guess I have to go wrestle one match then." Like, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I'm very excited. I'm excited that it's such an weird, interesting. <laughs> I don't think you're prepared for how long it's going to be, though. Don't worry. It's a three hour show. Plus, there will probably be like. Like, they'll film, like, one of the syndicated shows before that. Like, I'll caffeinate. Ma- like, main event. I'll caffeinate. I just won't sleep Monday night. Like, you could be going from, like, 6 to 11.30. Yeah. I just, I just won't sleep Monday night. That All that much wrestling? That much wrestling? Yeah. You're prepared for that much wrestling? I can wrestling? do it. I can do it. Wow. I know. Well, friends. Iron will here. As always, we will keep we will keep you posted. Only other item of news out there. Man, they announced a new MacBook, so, uh, old Wheezy here might be... <laughs> Hey, this MacBook has served us Listen, so well. Listen, I've done DJ mixes and wrote two books and the 300 blog posts and 280 episodes of this show on this on this girl. That's that's impressive. That's a 2011, Kate. It's an 11. It's an 11 year old MacBook. So that's I mean, very impressive. I'm surprised it's not just not like crumbling. You you do get what you pay. I mean, they they exp- they expensive. Ain't nobody ain't nobody contesting that fact. But you know, they do they do less. Give them that. Um, Kate. Yes. I don't even want to relegate it to the update section. Kate, I believe this is the only time we have ever brought discussion of a show as it is airing. Our critical discussion of a show to a news segment. To oh, the news oh, portion of the show. I was going to say, we do that all the time. It's kind talking? of the premise of the show. Yes, I'm aware. But I mean, <laughs> brought it to the front. Brought it above the, above the fold, as above it were. Above the fold. I love that. Caitlin. Yeah. What the fuck are we doing with Obi-Wan? I have, there are so many, so many things. There's just so many. I have never. I'm excited for this because I've been out, like, listen, Obi-Wan dropped start, like, while we were, haven't been here. Yeah. We haven't had a chance to talk about Obi-Wan yet. Yeah. We knew it was coming. Mm-hmm. And then it came. Yeah. And then we saw. <laughs> and then we wanted to leave. We, we, and they wouldn't let we us. Wish we we <laughs> wished. They, they locked us in the theater. <laughs> wished we hadn't. They barred the door and they're like, you're, you're going to watch this. I like it. Get on board with baby Leia. And I, Get on board. And I'm like, no. Why are you doing this? It's the same thing. Why are you doing this again? I'm like, no. Get on board. It's different. We it's cha- different. We changed the whole premise to give you this. And I'm like, no. 
Why? Uh, okay. Um, many things. First of all, it's bad. Second of all, um, this is exactly, exactly what, not that I was afraid of, but that my whole issue with like, I don't need this story. This is, it brings nothing. There's nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Nothing. Except, what have we learned about this character? Except, in... except it brings us two things. More Ewan McGregor, which is never a bad thing. Hello there. He's having a good time. I will give him that. He's clearly enjoying himself. Yes. Um, and then the other thing is the actress that plays Baby Leia. I... Say hi to Jake Lloyd. I, uh... I don't know who that is. That's who played young Anakin. Where he at? I don't know. She about to go find him, though. Uh, I don't think so. I think she... I think... I think the people who don't like her are all, like, sexist misogynists that are like, baby Luke. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. Don't want baby nobody. Mm -mm. (laughs) We are... We are just generally anti-baby over here. Well, I'm not. We know that. I'm, like, pro-baby. I'm pro all the babies. Um, But I don't... I love the actress love the actress adore her but i don't i don't want this <laughs> it's a weird feeling to be like oh she's so good and she's just so cute and funny and and delivers her lines so well and is so well acted and then at the same time be like but i do not want this at all i hate this i'm so angry <laughs> why 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 we learn nothing but the character has nothing like we didn't need a continuation of that story. The prequel was the continuation of that story. You could have given a version of it. Oh, 100%. we were so, we were so quick to listen. I will take old man Obi Wan drink eating his you know Tatooine TV dinners out in the cave in the middle of nowhere and yeah. being sad. You could have given me like at least another fifteen minutes of that before Whisking before he learned to love again through the kindness of a child. <laughs> um, I think a better story would have been the part, I mean, in part what I think they were trying to talk about, which was like what happened to the, the, the children, right? Like mm. what happened to the, the younglings and, and Kate. the abandonment of the Jedi order and stuff. Kate. Yeah. Inquisitor Reva. Yeah. She wasn't on his side the whole time. What a twist. She was working against him. Yeah. Wow. It was great. Wow. And by great. What a twist. I mean, it was terrible. What a twist. Also, why why was she kept alive? It doesn't make any sense. There's so many things that don't make sense. No, they like didn't know it was her. You know, the guy who can find any force-sensitive beings from like 400 light years away. Because the force twitches. He twitches his nose and can find a Jedi. Doesn't realize that. Although, but he did know. I don't know. He's like. Are you talking about Darth Vader? Yes. No, they they knew. He said he knew. He fully said he knew. But it also just didn't still. Why, make... why you let her hang around then? And then also, if you're going to, like, do all that, you behead her. You're a Sith Lord. Like, you don't leave people alive. Also, as you're bleeding out. From a lightsaber wound, a glittery thing in the sand is suddenly the most important thing for you to crawl to. It was very. I don't like. The, I don't like it. I don't like it, and I didn't <laughs> want it. And now I'm mad. No, and like, God, please, I'm no, not a writer, no. and I could have written a better series. Again, this is the same thing I said last time about 
Book of Boba Fett. I'm like, give me the money. I could write you a great Star Wars series. And like, listen, we're only bringing this up. I'm only, I'm not, I'm not going to pivot again and not going to updates proper. Although this is going to lead us into updates because not only is this just generally bad. Yeah. It has the misfortune uh-huh. of airing on Wednesdays. Yes, it does. Which means you can watch shitty Obi-Wan. Yeah. And then palate cleanse with just the fucking excellence that is the Ms. Marvel show. The fucking excellence. Sorry, excellence is even like too high a word. <laughs> this is going to sound like faint praise, but like the sheer competence. Yes. Of the Ms. Marvel and show. you want to know in part what that has to do with? Hmm. Having a story to tell. Being fun. Well, being fun, yeah, but having a story to tell that hasn't been literally told before, like, two years ago in a better series, Star Wars <laughs> series. It was called The Mandalorian. Go fuck yourselves, guys. We did not need this. Did not need it. Did not need it. There's one episode left. What are we doing? What will we have learned about this? What, what has Obi-Wan even done? The, I have, I have, okay, talk about tinfoil hats and things. Mm. I have some theories, but all of them are stupid. Actually, senior <laughs> correspondent Chris said it. I, I was, we were spouting theories and stuff and I had one and he's like, that's fine. But he's like, but you could have told the story, a story without having to do that, without having a twist or whatever way you explain things away. He's like, it's really easy to do. And there were stories you could tell, but this was not one that needed to be told. And like, you could have had a fun kid Leia story, but it didn't have to involve Obi-Wan Kenobi or just, oh, just, I'm. it's just so, it's, it's so frustrating. I'm so, flames, flames at the side of my face. I hate it so much. Um, yeah, I... I am frustrated, and but then I get to go watch Ms. Marvel and be happy that it's so good. How do we get into the Impenetrable Fortress? I don't know. We could try just walk it in. I got this old pass I found in the laundry. Maybe that'll work. The fuck? Uh, <laughs> this is the rewritten version, y'all. I really want to see what the original was. It was the same thing, just with Baby Luke. Legit? Yeah, it was Lone Wolf and Cub with... It was old man Obi-Wan protecting young Luke. What? I... Then they were like, no, no. That's too much like the Mandalorian. We gotta change it. Baby Leia. What? Wow. Baby Leia. Wow. Wow. I just... Yeah. But, like... Ms. Marvel is so much better. Yeah. And just feels good. Yeah. To be around, and it's just fun, and it knows this, what it's doing so well. They have shots of CGI, though, that I'm like, A, that shot wasn't necessarily necessary. B, that CGI is terrible. <laughs> I mean, it's still fantastic, but I'm always, I question some of their decisions CGI-wise. The point is, if you're not watching Ms. Marvel, you're, if you're a dummy and you're not watching Ms. Marvel, if you're not watching Ms. Marvel because it's like, my Marvel Universe, the fact that, because you're mad because there was, like, a subplot about a mosque board election, like, in the last episode. Ugh. Gonna need you to pull your head completely out of your ass and learn to uh, love again. Um, I love the 
no subtitles, no stupid explainers for white people. <laughs> Just like, yeah, this is what I, 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 this is what that life is like. Mm-hmm. And I adore it so much. Listen, there were a number of moments in there where I was like, <laughs> I think he thought I was being like facetious, facetious at first, but I like texted Kayim and yeah. I was like, happy Ms. Marvel day. Yeah. I don't think he had seen it yet, but yeah. like when he finally hit me back, he was like, okay, yeah, I'm really excited for, you know, the girls in my life. Yeah. And my, you know, my, my friends and family who are going to see themselves in this and have like never seen themselves. Yeah. Anything like that before. Um, it's just dope. It's just fun. It's like, it's got all your teeny bopper comedy in it. And it's shouts to Iman Vellani throughout, uh, throughout the cer- ceremonial pitch at a Jade's game this week. Markham's own. Amazing. <laughs> um, she's fucking delightful. Her coming home from the wherever her coming home from, I forget where, but like, Dancing to be my baby, like throughout the house, yes. which she was like just you know, flying high because because the a cute boy looked at her. Yes, cute cute boy paid attention to her, like just delightful. How are you not going to be on board with that? And coming out of a dirge, yes, a fucking turd dirge of Obi Wan. <laughs> uh. Anyway, so that's two things we're watching. Kate, what else are you watching? Uh, Stranger Things. Oh, there's a tap, 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 a tap, tap, tap. Listen, I, I was noticed. I was notably conflicted about this with uh, a lot of, a lot of other uh, people I know who were watching it, who were just like, "It's great." I'm like, "It's better than season three. It's fun. I liked all the seasons. I, I like. Wait, hold on. No, season three was great. Season two wasn't great. Season two was fine. Season three was mall. Yeah, it was Let's o- all go to the mall, Jordan. It was okay. Are you cool with going the whole season and all like the whole Scooby Gang like still being scattered? Or? Yeah, yeah. I think that's what you know about the last two episodes, right? That they're going to be nine hundred years long. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, an hour and a half, and like then two oh, and a half hours. I think. God, two and a half hours. I think maybe it's, maybe it's two and fifteen or something, but it's definitely over two hours. Can... <laughs> Said this before. Said this before about the bubble. Netflix doesn't give notes. And they're, they're never they're never going to give the Duffer Brothers notes because at this point anything that gets past season two on Netflix is like is the biggest smash of the of the decade. But like, y'all, y'all need some notes. Like maybe just make it like a normal series. Fuck, like, uh... like like the the effort <laughs> for like a week. I sat down every night and I was like, well, this is the only thing you're watching. Oh, this see, no, hour I, and a, this hour and a half of Stranger Things. I had I had a lot of fun. I had so much fun with it. Yeah, I like people being separated. <sighs> too many too many plots going on. Oh no, I love all the plots. Too many plots. I love the plots. Joyce is in Russia. Sure, <laughs> sure she is. Oh, I love I love them being in Russia. It's so stupid. I'm sure, she's in Russia. And uh, uh, Brett Gelman with his uh, <laughs> mall parking lot uh, taekwondo <laughs> course was able to take down a Russian. <laughs> Pilot. A Russian pilot. Oh, it's so and good. And land the plane. What the fuck? Love it. Oh. My problem is, with Stranger Things, ultimately, is I... Everyone talks about Dear Billy as being, like, the best show, best episode the show's ever done. Right. It's a very good episode. hmm It would be an all-time great if I believed for one second that Max was in any, like, actual danger. Right. But I don't. Yeah. Because the show proved, like... 
a long, in season one, nothing's ever happening to those kids. I, yeah, but I'm okay with that because nothing ever happens to the kids in E.T. Like none of the kids in E.T. die, right? Like it's a, it, it's not supposed to be, it's not supposed to be Stephen King dark, right? Like no kids have to have sex in a cave to <laughs> defeat a clown, right? Like that is not a thing they're going to do. Um, and I'm, I'm totally chill with that. And that's why I can watch it. Um, it has its weird... It's like, oh, my heart was pounding and I can't listen to Kate Bush now without having a panic attack because I was just so stressful. It's like, was it? You really, you really thought? Well, you no. Really thought? I, I, but that's why I'm... Well, we know what I'm like with stress. Che- Chekhov's one was also the most heavily telegraphed. It was like an amateur wrestler gearing up for a clothesline. It was like, <laughs> oh, gee, I wonder if that's related. <laughs> uh, Two and a half hours, my God. So also, Kate Bush. <laughs> I mean, listen, Love it. two, two things, two things this season of Stranger Things did right. Uh, introduced a generation of Kate Bush and Justice for Barb. Justice for Barb. Nancy, you're the worst. You are the worst, Nancy. You're the Britta. You're the Britta of the group. Bullshit, Nancy. It's bullshit. <laughs> it's bullshit. Um, yeah, I think with the, with the, <laughs> now, now with a little distance on the season, yeah. I'm a little more forgiving of it, but man, I was annoyed by that season when I was watching oh it. God. I was like, oh my God. Will this never end? It's like I've been watching the two towers for twice as long as the two towers actually runs for. <laughs> get get the band back together. Eleven, do something. Do something, Eleven. She's learning about her power and her origin story. I mean, it never makes for entertaining TV or movies, but that's what she's doing. The whole ass time. Listen, if you want to make Akira, just make Akira. Fair enough. <laughs> Also, and this goes back to the Obi-Wan thing too. And this is all the stranger things thing. Yeah. Which now goes back to the, like, get, get hype for your Ghostbusters uh, sequel. That's your Ghostbusters afterlife sequel. That's coming. Like, I forgot. Do you want to know something? The saga of the Spangler family will continue. Kate. I didn't get hype. I didn't watch it. I forgot it had come out. And then I saw like a commercial for it. I was like, Oh yeah. That happened. That happened. Um, it's not my quote. It wasn't the most consistent man at work's quote either, but it's totally true. It's like, you know how everyone loves to hate on the boomers for consistently thinking that like the sixties were the greatest, uh, decade and everything. Yep. We're just doing it now with the nineties. But everybody does that. Just doing it now with the nineties. Everybody, everybody Cannot does Cannot stop playing with our toys. But I'm okay Clear with that. Clear the lane. Oh, I but I would like that also. Clear the lane. At least a little bit. Listen, you can st- and listen, you can stay in the same toy box. Back yeah. to Miss Marvel again. Miss Marvel, you're the real MVP. You can stay in the same toy box. Just give me something a little new. new. Also, one last thing on Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. Not based on the Marvel comics, based on the Marvel comics by G. Willow Wilson, Adrian Alfona, and Jamie McKelvey. Give yeah. them credit. Give them credit. That was made from scratch. Yes. I'm sure Brian Bendis got a based on. Yeah. In uh, Spider Verse, you can give it to you can give it to the people to who the created ladies. Kamala and Sana Matt. Sorry, Sana Matt, Angie Willow Wilson. Anyway, so you watch Stranger Things. What else you watch? Um, I watched the Sonic Two movie. Oh, how was that? Um, again, senior correspondent Chris, uh, really getting to the crux of it. That um, as a movie, it was like a B minus. But as a kids movie, it was like an A plus. Like it for kids, 
great. Though they made a ton of references that I'm like, there is no child who is getting that reference. <laughs> this is for parents. Um, but the movie for ki- for kids is a lot of fun and silly. And I could see my, you know, seven-year-old self being like, that movie was amazing, right? Like the, same way, the same way we did for, like, Ninja Turtles 3. Like, just that kind of fun, um, good times type of like there's nothing it's all about family and like working together and what's the meaning of like you know you know love is the fifth element you know like it's just it's just silly fun times one day y'all are going to be ready to admit that the fifth element was the best movie ever made. <laughs> you're not ready for that conversation yet but no. one day one day you will one, one day you will unbelievable uh what else have i been watching i don't know i feel like there's probably other stuff. All right, it's cool with that's it. We got two other things to talk about in the back half, so we can, we can keep it moving if you yeah. can't remember anything. We just said, we didn't mention it. Um, I've been reading, like, all the romance manga webtoon stuff. Oh. Um, it's been bad, man. It's, it's been weird. <laughs> I don't know if I like it. It's just kind of addicting. But anyways, continue. <laughs> I feel what's, like that's how your games are. What's, what's your favorite right now? <sighs> Actually, I'd have to look up the... We're not looking at anything. Yeah, no. No, he's like, yeah, screw you. <laughs> oh, oh, um, oh, oh. She's hitting me. Oh, it's it's there. <laughs> She's hitting me. It's... She's going to punch the answer out of my arm. No, I'm not. It's not there. It's gone. Come on. <laughs> Figure it out. Oh, uh, it's not called... It's it's uh, uh, freak, 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 freaking love? Freaking love. Sure. Yeah. It's about uh, interdimensional romance. It's going to be the next Heartstopper, y'all. You just wait. You just wait. Um, Things we have talked about before on the show. uh, Hacks wrapped its season flawlessly. They are coming back for season three. um, But season two wrapped very satisfactorily. Excellent. Um, What else was out there? Legendary wrapped its season. Shouts to the House of Juicy Couture. (laughs) You were phenomenal. Brooklyn, you're a star. Uh, Dance Dance Danceur continues to be okay when I remember to, to go back to it. Listen, the anime viewing is probably going to go through the roof, especially over break, because it only took, uh, you know, Sony owning the thing for like two years to get a functional PlayStation app. Finally. God. uh, (laughs) Um, related to that was me finally realizing that both season of Blood Blockade Battlefront is there, yes. which I, for the longest time I thought they just had the first season because the second season was called All That Stuff and Beyond. Right. But they just have it under, I'm gonna, I got to call it the Japanese name because it's too hard to say otherwise. It's all Kekai Sensen, but it's all 24 episodes. And I never got through the second season and I started rewatching the second season and we don't talk about that show enough. That show was just so stylish and unlike anything else that's really out there. It was created by Yasuhiro Naito, who was best known for Trigun among my 90s babies. Oh, yeah. You probably remember Trigun, Vash the Stampede. Um, it's about a group of basically uh, the other world. Um, not invaded, but kind of, what's, what's that called, Kate? Kind of meshed with ours. It crossed over. A dome of mushroom fog enveloped uh, <laughs> <laughs> enveloped Manhattan. Uh, which was then... Uh, I, I don't know. I thought all your words were good words. Yeah. <laughs> False. Um Basically, there was like an overlap. There was a breach between the worlds, and it happened right in Manhattan, and a dome is now sealing it off uh, in kind of a third state called Hell Salem's Lot, and it is where the humans and 
the demons or whatever kind of intermingle. And there's a shadowy organization called Libra that helps to maintain the balance and all about the, you know, super heroics. And they all use, uh, like martial arts based around their blood. That's the blood part of blood blockade it, battlefront. It doesn't matter. Doesn't the matter. point is they do it's cool a, shit. It's, and it's a lot of fun to, to watch and it's not super serious. No. And I'm mad at myself because I haven't even finished first season. The only criticism that the only knock this show really gets is especially in the second season, it's very episodic and there's no overarching thing. But I mean, I don't like, listen, as we said before, did you start Brave New Worlds yet, by the way? No. As we said about Brave New Worlds on the last episode, sometimes episodic <laughs> is just what you need. Yeah. I just want to pop in. I want to hang out with these cool motherfuckers. I want to yeah. have a good time and then I want to bounce. And I, and I want there to be some resolution at the end. What a concept. What a concept, y'all. I've only had time... To watch, I've only had one, I'm deliberately doing it. I know, I, know, I know I'm deliberately doing it. I've only watched one episode of The Boys thus far. Okay. Because I feel like The Boys is going to be stressful for me. Okay. And I don't need, <laughs> whereas I go into an episode of Stranger Things not expecting anything bad to happen to anybody. Right. You go into The Boys fully aware that anybody could explode at any given moment. Yeah. And shouts to the dude who plays Homelander and has made me, like, I feel ill when he's on the screen, which is the point. Yes. It's what he's trying to do, yeah. but. Whoo. The, the, and not just ill because of, like. Getting a, getting a handy from Stormfront in the hospital bed was. <laughs> mm. Not just ill because of, like, the person he is, but also, like, his own anxiety. Yes. Like, it reverberates through the yes. television his, screen. Yes, his insecurities and just the, like. You feel around him the way the characters feel, which mm -hmm. is just like he could snap and <laughs> murder you at any given moment. Mm -hmm. And I heard a spoiler of what happens with the deep in episode three, which I don't know if how much more you have seen nope. than I have. I haven't seen any of it. I haven't seen any of it. I haven't. I didn't go into season two. What? Yeah, I know. I mean, I saw a bunch of clips and I know like. Kate, you, have, you have notes for, for July break. Oh. Um. I have homework over the summer. <laughs> Aw, man. Listen, The Boys is still very good and does superhero shit far better than most Marvel and DC things. Mm -hmm. But, like, can be a tough hang. And would not recommend to anyone. But I know I will get through it. I'm just taking it very slowly because I have to steal myself <laughs> for it. And sometimes you just want to watch uh, Heroines Run the Show. and <laughs> Yeah, which I also have saved because... Are you waiting for it to wrap? Last episode next week, Kate. Yep. Last episode next every week. Every time I watch an episode and there's not another episode, I get mad. Kate. Yeah. Head pats. <gasps> there were head pats this episode. I'm already, the I already one, feel warm. The blonde one just gave her a little. <gasps> and then probably called her like pumpkin face or something. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else do I have on my notes here? Worth talking, worth talking about. The only other thing I think I really want to mention. Oh. I would be remiss. Two things. Sorry. The, from the Someone Cute Files. Yes. Those are the things I would not watch under any other circumstance. Those are the, uh, the Adam Sandler basketball movie, Hustle, which is on Netflix. Okay. It was actually pretty fun. I, I I saw the trailer and it did seem like fun. It was a good time. Um, also, Adam Sandler and Queen Latifah as married couple. Yes. Uh, check mark. Yes to that. Gold star. Ship it. Um, I also watch cumulatively about 45 minutes of conversations with friends, the Amazon adaptation of the Sally Rooney novel that yes. someone cute had been watching throughout the week. And then when it was time to like watch something during breakfast while we took a break from building furniture, yeah. it was like, I don't know what else to watch. Want to watch my show? <laughs> sure. Yeah. Seemed all right. 
was decent. I cared enough about it to then find the book at work and try to read the, you know, last 10 pages to figure, figure out what happened at the end. Oh my gosh, amazing. It was pretty good. Um, the only other thing I really want to talk about, and this is a bizarre one, I'll try to do it quickly because it, it affected me in a way I didn't expect it to. All right. And that is the new Kids in the Hall on Amazon. Oh, I, okay, yes. I did not, I don't think I realized. How important it was? Yeah. <laughs> hey, I, if someone will give me like 30 seconds of, and we talk about comedy, I bring up Kids in the Hall. So friends, if you're not familiar, which I suppose is possible. Kids in the Hall was a legendary Canadian Toronto sketch troupe. Yes. And Amazon uh, paid for a new season yeah. of the sketch show. First time in like 25 years or something like that. Something like that. Um, and also produced a two-part documentary, which mm-hmm. I also watched and is also very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Kids in the Hall were known for being really conceptual, um, really weird, very was, very queer, very I, gay. I was going to say, if you don't say fucking weird, <laughs> then you've missed a large chunk of it. And I remember it's probably the last time I didn't have an older brother, right? Like right. I didn't have that. I didn't even consume my media that way. I didn't get things handed to me. Yeah. Really. Cause I got cable from a very young age and was an only child and didn't play intramural sports. So, and, and you were a latchkey kid and I was a latchkey kid. So I made my way through all areas of the dial and yes. generally found things myself, but it was in my grade 10 keyboarding class where somebody was talking about, I think Greg Dufort was talking about some show he was watching and mentioning the things that were happening and <laughs> probably did something like sausages, some, <laughs> some guy. And then he comes out and he throws his arms out and the, the F word for gay people appears above his head. And he talks about why people aren't, sh- are so mad about that word all the time. I'm like, this was on channel nine. <laughs> He's like, yeah, it's called kids in the hall. And that was probably the last first and only time in my life where I was like handed something like on the sly. Right. Yeah. Where like I heard about something and I, I think I for watching this documentary, I was like, holy shit. Yeah. The kids in the hall were really like a thing for me more than I realized. Yeah. And so they, they did the show for five seasons, I think for the CBC in Canada got picked up on HBO in the States. And then they, they stopped doing the show. Um, cause they wanted, they didn't want to do the grind of producing that much right. anymore. And then they did a movie which tanked. Yes. Notoriously tanked. Mm-hmm. It's also a very hard time for, the group as a whole, this Dave Foley was one of the members. He had gone and gotten a sitcom. He mm-hmm. was on news radio. He was doing that. And people, you know, the other four thought he was like leaving them behind. And it was, things were not good with the, with the four of them, but you know, time heals all generally. Yeah. So the, the first, the first sketch on the new show is somebody buys a VHS copy of their movie. Right. At, yeah. a, at a yard sale. <laughs> I think I saw a clip of this. And then, and then a report comes back to some, Studio Bigwig, who I did not realize at the time is Mark McKinney. Mark McKinney from Superstore. He played the Glenn in Superstore. Yes. Um, he was also in The Kids in the Hall. He's, he's clearly doing Lauren Michaels, and at the time I didn't realize it was Lauren Michaels. Mm-hmm. And Dave Foley plays his underling and walks in and is like, he's like, sir, The Kids in the Hall movie just made his money back. <laughs> it's like, oh, well, it only took, only took him 35 years, but... Um, so the theme song starts, and I'm right back in it. The fucking yeah. Super 8... You know, the, the film, the Super 8 film intro, the same theme song, um, the same little interstitials between sketches. Like, it's yeah. formatted exactly the same way the old show was. And when the when the first sketch was Foley and Kevin McDonald playing bank robbers, <laughs> 
and they're you know they're they're pulled into an alley. It's like, oh man, what are we gonna do? The cops are everywhere. Well, hold on. They're looking for bank robbers wearing clothes. You're right. If we just take our clothes off, we'll be in the clear. <laughs> what are you guys doing in there? <laughs> Step out of the car, please. Buck ass naked. <laughs> Full on. Amazing. Full on dong within the first five minutes of the show. And you're like, yep. Hand, hands up. Well, they fit the description, but the guys we're looking for were wearing clothes. Hold on. Can you jump up and down a little bit? <laughs> Dumb. But just like a stamp of like, we're fucking going for it. We're not half-assing this. Yeah. And I respected it so much. <laughs> it was a sketch about Foley playing an OBGYN. Kids in the Hall also should be noted. They also played all the women and not like yes. Monty Python, like shrill caricature women. No. They just were women. They, they were just, just were drag and yes. were women, um, which a lot of people held very dear, yeah. <laughs> apparently, for so that it was just it was presented. They played the, these characters with empathy, like mm-hmm. Kath and Kathy, the two office ladies, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> are just like so delightful when they show up. <laughs> Bruce McCullough plays such a wonderful, just such a wonderful woman. <laughs> But uh, Dave Foley is playing an OBGYN, and they're going to see him because we understand you have the best drop rate in the Tri-City area. Oh, yeah. What what does that mean? It means I only drop babies 39% of the time. So for every 100 babies you deliver, hmm? you you drop 39 of them. Yes. And that's good? Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm spoiling the premise, and that's fine because... I still will never be able to do justice to the image of Dave Foley and Scott Thompson passing a baby <laughs> doll back and forth between them as they try to hold on to it. And also the way some of these lines are delivered, the weirdness sometimes, like you just can't get that Listen, across. It's, it's, it's like I said, it's super heady. It's very conceptual. There was one about a guy who gets his Shakespeare bust to come to life and then it immediately starts bleeding from all from the bottom <laughs> and the arms. And screaming in pain. See, see, you just you can't you can't so really you, explain so that. So you can have your dumb you can have your dumbness too, and then he like heals him up, and it's like <laughs> he just wants to watch Jackass all day. <laughs> and he's like, "Did you maybe want to write something? Why don't you write something? I already wrote everything." Uh, um, it's so funny, and I wasn't expecting I wasn't expecting it to hit me as as well as it did. Um, so yeah, it's on Amazon. Definitely check that out if you have. If you like your comedy, <laughs> conceptual, and for one, weird. listen, they're not all, they're not all going to hit. I'm not no. going to say they're all going to hit because some of them are just going to be too up their own ass for their own good. But mm-hmm. like, listen, I will, I will stand by that drop average sketch. <laughs> dumb. So dumb. Watch that on Amazon. Uh, you know what else is dumb? Talking about the same thing for five years in a row, but. <laughs> or, or. <laughs> Is it amazing? We're going to find out. (laughs) You decide. When Opportune June kicks off in earnest after this break. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. This is the half of the show where we talk about the things we have brought each other, not thing. Back to real format. Real format. First format. Not just not just any format. <laughs> the first. <laughs> the greatest. The only. No, that's not true. I actually like doing 
doing one thing, you really focus in on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you aren't like hustling me out of here <laughs> right when we're done the episode because it's the, gone on two hours. The, the Sandman sweeping her off the stage of the Apollo over here. <laughs> I was like, that's enough. Um, but before we get into the things we have brought, rebrought yeah. each other, uh, there are some rules. Yeah. Uh, the first rule is the rule of three. That is the rule that if uh, the thing comes in parts, you will watch three of them, which it does. So I'm guessing we had. <laughs> We've been doing it for five years. So. Um, the second rule is hashtag save it for the pod, which is the rule that we will not talk about the things before we are in front of these microphones. Mm-hmm. In this case... I mean, we didn't, but there have been years where Jordan's just been yelling at me as he's watched Avatar again. <laughs> the final rule is not really a rule. It's just more of a policy that there will be spoilers. This is, both things are old. So old. Getting older, but getting older every time, y'all. Every, so. every year. So, for those of you who are new, we didn't really talk about it at the top, but um, so this most- is Opportune June. <laughs> Opportune June is I believe initially it was a chance to spend time with things, spend more time with things we liked. Because yes. there was so much, as we discovered things yes. throughout the year that either we brought each other or were just out there. Or, or Well, it was that, and it was also an opportunity to get someone to continue watching something. Which is where we now find ourselves. Because <laughs> this most, most shows would just do a watch-along. Yes. And just do the entire series in one shot. Yeah. We don't do that here. No, we're dumb. We're dummies. <laughs> we're so dumb. <laughs> what we have done is we have taken the first installment of Opportune June every year since 2017. God, have we been doing this show that long? Shut up. For, <laughs> to force the other person to watch more of a property that we cannot believe this other person refuses to, <laughs> to watch the completion. Yeah. We can't believe the, these both came up early the one we're going to talk about right now was on like the third episode of the show we ever did. Right. And I just keep making her watch it. And she keeps making me watch it. So every year, <laughs> the fight continues. Welcome back to Tana versus Avatar. <laughs> uh, I feel like we need to have the, the music from Utena. <laughs> She's going up the stairs. That would be it. If you haven't been here for the last five years, <laughs> we like We're to alter- we like to alternate. So we are going to uh, recap you on Revolutionary Girl Utena, or Shochu Kakume Utena, literally Girls Revolution Utena, is a series created by the Collective B Papas, an artist collective founded by Kunihiko Ikuhara. This is a gentleman who was brought most of the things you liked. To 90 Sailor Moon, to 90 Sailor Moon, mm. and also notably did things like uh, Penguin Drum and uh, Sarah's Anime, the Butt Pearl Show oh, God. from a couple seasons ago. <laughs> it's probably Man, that I erased out of my memory. Probably, probably the next weirdest thing he did after Utena. Um, the series follows Utena Tenjo, an orphan teenage girl who expresses her childhood desire to be a prince through her strong-willed personality and tomboyish manner of dress. She finds herself drawn into a series of sword duels. To win the hand of Ansi Hemimia, a mysterious girl known as the Rose Bride who possesses the power to revolutionize the world, whatever that means. Revolutionary Girl Utena has received widespread critical acclaim, not from Caitlin McKinnon. The series has also spawned a range of spin-off and adapted manga, including light novel series, video game, and multiple stage musicals, which still go on to this day. And if you ever want to have a great Saturday night, YouTube Utena Musical. Amazing. <laughs> and just watch 
watch a live action <laughs> musical based on this batshit property of an anime. Um, uh, I we left off last year, I yep. believe, in the midst of the Black Rose saga. This was the second core mm-hmm. of Revolu- Revolutionary Girl Utena after uh, defending Ansi from the Nefarious Student Council yep. of Otori Otori High School. She was now dealing with uh, the, what was it, the, what are they called? The Makage Seminar or something like that? The Black Rose yeah, Duelist, that, yeah. which was uh, basically repeating the same format, but with uh, secondary characters in the series. Yeah, right? so if you want, kind of, if you're a big Sailor Moon fan and you want an idea, it was this, it's like the second season of Sailor Moon, where it's basically the same, but they're just recovering jewels. <laughs> and I believe... <laughs> I'm about to show my whole ass now because every time this comes up and I start rewatching it, yep. I go so further down the line yep. than is necessary and I come back and I become that person I hate because I believe the first few times when we first talked about Utena, I believe I was like, you just got to get to the Black Rose arc. Just get to the Black Rose arc and it's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Now we're in the Black Rose arc and I finished the Black Rose, Rose arc on my, on my rewatch and now I'm into the like the what they call the apocalypse arc, I think, where it yeah. gets really horny. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, you just got to get to there, though, Kate. <laughs> just get to there where it goes really bad shit. The just, fuck, the just, fucking... just, just the first 500 hours. Just the first 500 hours. <laughs> the fucking car. The fucking car. And just uh, so much questionable brother-sister stuff and just... Woo. Oh, Okay. Kate's not there yet, I'm assuming. I'm assuming she just bashed out the, her mandatory three and left it at that. But... Uh, no, no. Um, so, okay. Going, I, I started the Black Rose Saga. I'm now at episode, like, 21. Okay. Um, so that's, like, pretty far, and it's not, it's yeah. Two-thirds through the series now at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think I said this last year, <laughs> and maybe the year before. <laughs> I definitely don't hate it like I first did. <laughs> and see, I think the, the thing that happened initially was that I watched the, the You watched dub, the dub, yes. Which was a mistake. <laughs> Abhorrent. Um, and definitely was just, yeah. And like awful. the OG, I don't even know. Yeah. The dub on, first of all, it should also be said, this is, a, again, blowing my mind, this is on YouTube for free. Yes. You can is. watch this for $0, yes. the entire series, subbed or dubbed. Yeah. The dub on YouTube may be better than the OG 90s uh, software sculptors <laughs> dub. Shouts to my 90s weebs who remember that studio. Um, but it was bad. It was bad, all right? It was really bad. Um, and there is there are a couple things, though, in watching the show. One, it is wildly formulaic. Like, <laughs> I just... And we talked about how it's not... There's nothing bad about having week to week, but, like, literally the same exact things week to week. Like, same... I mean, I understand. you got to save money when you're drawing anime. You need to have a couple of the same kind of transformations. But, like, I'm going to say a good third of every episode is the exact same. Having just, you know, binged through most... The remainder of the Black Rose arc this yeah. weekend, it's... And now being into what is ostensibly the third act of the entire show, yeah. I feel like they saved their money for... Yes. For where I'm at now. Which I saw a glimpse of, and I was like, oh... Things have changed. Mm-hmm. People have longer hair. They're sexier. They're older. <laughs> um, there's more. There's like, and this is the other thing about Utena um, that is great, but also very frustrating. I'm like, lesbians? 
question mark like are they lesbian but they're like they're really good at being like they were roommates like like they were roommates at least in the in the first and second series the thing that i think gets ramped up both both in the third series is there's it's slightly less questionable whether it's like gay or great friends (laughs) um i don't know that for sure because i'm watching it the second thing is in the first and then second and i'm from what i saw third series um the incest vibes goes like it just goes just keeps on going it's like line goes up exponentially like there's so many people who are into their brother and or sister is real fucking weird is not cool it's so creepy i know it's a kind of tropey thing but it's soups messed up i don't like it I don't care if you guys aren't biological. Um, the fact that you were raised together, still not good. It's like it's like anime Sorry. and certain porn. <laughs> are we that... are we talking about uh, Nanami and Toga, where it's like nothing ever really happens, or Akio and Ansi, where it's very clear stuff is happening? And well, there's a th- the third, the th- well, oh, the twins, the right. twin. Like again, there are three of them. <laughs> I forgot about the twins. <laughs> um yeah so that stuff is like is i'm like yay kind of queer representation (laughs) but not really and then boo incest right like this it's, it's kind of weirdly distracting um and then like the stories that they're telling are kind of neat it's it's weird but i don't i don't dislike weird as we know um so what what episodes did you get through? Would that take you just through the Wakaba two parter? Or uh, I I'm sorry, I haven't finished twenty one. I think that's the second Wakaba. Okay. Um, second one, I think. Um, the highlight episode was the episode about oh god, I can't remember the name. Um, Utena's friend. So I'm gonna say Molly from Sailor Moon, but. You know her friend who doesn't who doesn't battle. That's Wakaba. Oh, that sorry. Yes, sorry. I keep on thinking the blonde one is Wakaba. No, it's Nanami. That's Nanami. They have double double things in their name. Um, so the the first episode where like, well, it was slightly confusing because the guy that she obviously likes, like, right, 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 it, it confesses to her even though you're like, but he said he liked Utana. Um. But they won't, like, turn him because he's just actually too good of a person. <laughs> um, I like that the Onion Knight, I think she calls him. Right. I for- I had forgotten about that moment where he tried, you think he's going to be the one to go. And yeah. pink hair guy is like, like yeah, nah, You're this- actually, t- actually just, like, too good of a person. This, this ain't for you. Yeah. This is not your path. But the the her then leaving and being like i have to go see someone and then the reveal the reveal was kind of awesome mm. but it was very reminiscent of molly and not so a sight uh oh i can't remember his name but he also had like red flowy hair right the um, malachite malachite yes uh molly and malachite i love that episode of sailor moon um anyways so it was very reminiscent of that, and I was very confused. Um, but yeah, that's fine. I'm kind of used to that when watching you up, being like, "What is going? Why is the sword coming out of 
this person and oh now swords are coming out of other people There's just, everyone's turning into swords and cars swords, man swords coming out of everyone yeah so it wasn't bad um there is one feeling though huge feeling i get when i watch you tana and that it's is dick. <laughs> no that is it's the feeling of like man i really wish i knew japanese so i could just do other things while i watch the show because <laughs> i would not mind if it was just like playing in the background but i i forget you get, you get a solid five minutes of her walking to the dueling arena every episode you, true, can, you can do stuff then checking my messages <laughs> getting back to people um but i will sometimes forget it's the same thing that happens when i watch k-dramas and i forget i don't speak korean and like i turn away to like <laughs> have listening in the background i'm like shit i missed like three minutes <laughs> for my moment my brain was like you speak korean it's fine um so it's that same same thing so i really wish i spoke japanese so i knew what they were saying but anyways it's it's fine it's fine it's it hasn't revolutionized this girl wow <laughs> uh wow. podcast over um <laughs> i mean uh, what, what are scores at this point? doesn't matter. Um, I will say, the only thing I will say, yeah. now being like two-thirds through it, and I probably now will like, there's only like six episodes left for me, so I'll probably yeah. just bash through it, which is like the first time probably, I probably haven't seen the end of Utana since I got the DVDs like right. forever ago. A lot of the, there are multiple episodes that don't have a duel in them that Ooh. are like, you know, the plot really starts ramping up. It starts saying the things that are like... Okay. Honestly, one of my only real issues is that I'm like, does no one worry about the end of the world part? <laughs> like, no one is trying, like, Utena's not trying to investigate. Like, there's no, like, questioning of Anthe about, like, how did this happen? The student council in the third arc starts to uh, become more concerned with who end of the world is and yeah, and who he might be. And, and why... And why the revolution what, what what is the revolution what does that even mean what does that even mean um also yeah way hornier yeah i saw a clip and i was like oh my There's shirtless way horny oh <laughs> who likes skinny long hair boys i don't with their shirts with their shirts open i don't know this is my problem with the manga as well anyway sorry <laughs> they're all skinny <laughs> um like i said that's all on youtube at your leisure. If you've never seen it, it has been very influential over the years. Yes. I believe Steven Universe is probably the uh, most obvious analog mm -hmm. there. Uh, sequences were wholly lifted. Some sword fights were wholly lifted from Utana yeah. for episodes of Steven Universe in homage. So, listen, it's just, it's it's a, it's a ride, y'all. Yeah. It's a ride, especially watching it again for the first time. And Nanami comes out of the whole thing as the best character. Fight me. Oh. Shouts to Nanami. I also read a factoid today that apparently all the little, like, background stuff in the student council meeting, yeah. uh, Ikuhara, like, that wasn't him. He just, like, let the storyboard artists do whatever they wanted to. Oh, my God. <laughs> because uh, you can, the thing with the show is you can really fall down the uh, the symbolism. Yes. And he has been very coy over the years about whether he chooses to <laughs> explain right. anything about that. <laughs> There's a fucking baseball game going on during one of the student council meetings. Like... <laughs> <laughs> the ball is like whipping by Mickey's head. Like it's like somebody was like somebody on Reddit was like, "What does the baseball game mean?" And it's like, listen, sometimes the storyboard artist just did stuff. There's like a train going through in one of them. Like it's just nothing. It meant nothing. Ridiculous. Love it, Kate. Yeah. What did I have to watch? 
You had to watch Avatar The Last Airbender, as you do every year. Again. Um, Avatar The Last Airbender, um, also known as Avatar The Legend of Aang in some regions, is an American anime-influenced animated television series produced by Nickelodeon Animation Studios. It was co-created by Michael Dante DiMartino and Brian Knightsko. I think that's how you say it. Sure. Uh, uh, with Aaron Aha serving as head writer. It aired on Nickelodeon for three seasons from February 2005 to Ju- July 2008. Avatar is set in an Asiatic-inspired world in which some people can telekinetically manipulate one of the four elements, water, earth, fire, or air, through practices known as bending, inspired by Chinese martial arts. The only individual who can bend all four elements, the Avatar, is responsible for maintaining harmony among the world, the world's four nations. Uh, basically, the series is centered around the journey of a 12-year-old Aang, the current avatar and last survivor of the nation, the Air Nomads, along with his friends Katara, Sokka, and later Toph, as they strive to end the Fire Nation's war against the other nations of the world. Um, this has been also influential in its own right and has also been award-winning and is lauded as one of the more recent amazing series and it did kick off uh i would say a huge sort of um re-emergence of like cartoon as being better storytelling than you would typically get yeah i'd give it credit for kind of being the first one to add a like sophistication to yes quote-unquote kids cartoon yeah like you wouldn't you wouldn't get Gravity Falls, you wouldn't get Shira, you wouldn't like there's a bunch of stuff you wouldn't yeah. have gotten without this. That all goes back to Avatar. I'll give it that. Yeah. Um and I loved Avatar. Almost everyone I know loved Avatar. There is one person who does not like Avatar and I almost think now he's doing it just to just to be Jordan, be contrarian. Um and you know, interesting. Um and that is yeah, Jordan Ferguson. He does not like Avatar. And I'm still, I'm always hoping that once he encounters Toph and he gets settled into For that. five <laughs> years. For five years. You people have been telling me. Yeah. You just have to wait for Toph to show up. Yeah. You just got to wait for Toph. Yeah. Just bring Toph out. Yeah. And then you're going to be all on board. Toph's you. You're going to love Toph. Toph. Toph is here, yo. We have hit Toph. <laughs> We've, it's tough time. It's tough time up in here. Good. We finally hit tough. Tough time. She's fine. Oh my god. It's fine. You're so weird. <laughs> the things that you love and you just like do not like the show. What it's did, what too did, childish. What did we it's not get, childish enough. What did we get in the three episodes that I watched? One of them I don't even remember, but definitely <laughs> one of them gave us like Amazonian deliverance. That mm-hmm. gave us the first one. That was yep. that was the swamp. Oh, where our, our heroes get drawn to a swamp and we learn that the everything's connected in the earth. Yep. Okay. Yep. Very important. Right. So important. I don't remember the episode that came after that at all. Oh, that was the uh yeah. that was when one of his previous Avatar Day. Yes. Which I liked as a notion that there could be, you know, people out there who don't like the Avatar. Oh yeah, lots of people. Avatar has had a long history out mm-hmm. there. Maybe people might not like that. So it was about uh proving that I can't remember which one of his former lives was. I think it was Earth. It was Kiyoshi. Kiyoshi, yes. Avatar Kiyoshi. Yeah. Um, listen, the flashback there where it was like, we're going to prove that she didn't do it. She couldn't possibly do it. And then he, she like possesses Aang's body and she's like, yeah, I did that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I did murder him. He was fucking awful. (laughs) And then it flashes back to her like, it's like, oh, you're going to try to take over the entire land then? Fine. Zap. (laughs) We live on an island now. I just cut off our entire town from the mainland. Goodbye. Goodbye. (laughs) Um, And the third episode was, yes, the the emergence of the oft-mentioned, oft-heralded Toph, the blind earthbending teacher uh, for Ang. Who, all of her scenes were well animated. I love that she was, re- she was a wrestling champ. <laughs> yes. She was a wrestling champ in her little uh, tournament in her town or whatever. I'm sure more things will come from yeah. Toph, but mm-hmm. the unfortunate thing happened, which happens every year. I bash out my three episodes of Avatar and I'm like, that wasn't bad. I'll, I'll, okay, maybe I'll squeeze in another one before recording. Oh, let me remember what happened in Utena. And then I watched seven episodes of <laughs> Utena and I'm like back in, I'm like, fuck, let's fucking go. <laughs> Fucking ring some bells and scatter some rose petals. Let's get up about that. Um, So I know more will come. Um, I get this. I I know. Like, listen, I I know they're not dummies. I'm not like I see things happen in this show and I'm like, well, they better come back. They're obviously going to come back to that. Zuko's going to get more time. His story is obviously him splitting with Uncle Iroh. Uncle just being like, maybe you don't steal everything all the time. Yeah. But he's got he's got too much pride. He's our Vegeta. He's got too much pride. He's like Vegeta. <laughs> Sorry, I can't not hear Av- Vegeta. Avatar is like that. Stranger Things for anime fans. It's like they just threw everything they loved about anime into a into a show of their own. Yeah. Like it's all the same tropes. Like Zuko was marked as the as the Vegeta from Jump. Like yeah. the rival tweener who ends up you know joining the team. Yeah. Uh, believe by if synopses suggest by basically by the end of this season i think he's kind of kind of on board because his sister usurps everything yeah i think so it might be the final season i can't totally remember i mean i've seen this the series twice maybe three times so um i will say things that bothered me about the animation before weren't as noticeable to me i've harped on the animation before for being a little choppy to me 2005 man Okay, talk about choppy animation. Um, Utena, anyone? <laughs> How can it be choppy? They did it right the first time and then repeated it in every, every episode, episode going forward. <laughs> Honestly, y'all talk about like, oh, you gotta wait for tough. I, listen, I don't need tough. I already got Sokka. Sokka already. Oh my god, Sokka. Uh... <laughs> listen, and possibly a first, the show actually got a laugh out of me. <gasps> and the laugh was as follows. Boomerang! You really do come back! <laughs> Such a good life. <laughs> Sokka loses his boomerang. Yeah. And then by the end of the episode, the people who've stolen it, <laughs> he ends up defeating one of them and getting his boomerang back. Yeah. And that's what he says. And it made me laugh. <laughs> um, or when they're like, they're figuring out their little mystery of, you know, did, you know, sleuthing whether or not Kiyoshi murdered this uh, chief centuries ago. Yeah. And Katara figures something, <laughs> figures something out. And Sokka's like, excuse me, fancy hat, pipe, like... <laughs> Does that not mean anything to you? <laughs> and she's like, oh, fine. And then he explains everything that Katara was about to say. Uh, listen, I already got Sokka. That's, <laughs> that's all I need. Fucking love Sokka. Um, yeah, it's fine. And I did come out of these three being like, I can, <laughs> I think both of us at this point yeah. are just like, we are not in any rush. It will not move up our queue, no. our content queues on, neither thing will move up our content queue very much. But I think at this point, we're both like, 
I'm going to watch all of it. Yeah. At some point. Yeah, for you sure. will see all of Utena yep. before we die. Yes. And I will see all of Avatar before we die. Maybe not all of Korra and definitely not these three new movies that just got announced last week <laughs> that, they're, <laughs> that they're doing. Maybe not those, but I can definitely, you know, I can definitely see what the show did and can totally give it credit for, like you said, you don't get Gravity Falls, you don't get Owl House, you don't get all these things that are so celebrated now. You don't get those without without Avatar doing yeah. what Avatar did and proving that a kid show could do serialized storytelling, yep. blurry morality, tweener mm-hmm. characters, things like that, um, actual deaths, like, yeah. you know, you could... You could handle all those things in a quote-unquote kids show, which anime always did. But <laughs> but for Western animation was, you know, a big a big deal. Um, so I will, like, listen. We know that there's, A, too much content. Yes. And a lot of that content runs two and a half hours, apparently. <laughs> so maybe instead of watching, you know another compilation of out of context SNL clips before bed out of my cold dead hands. <laughs> you will never take them from I me. Will ne- I, they, they give me a serotonin boost, <laughs> but I wasn't bombed. I was stoked. Maybe instead of a half hour vine compilation, <laughs> we watch an episode of avatar. Yes, it's possible. Um, and we will see. And listen, I will let you know in the coming week. If, uh, I guess we only got one or two more episodes before we break again, but I will let you know before we break again, if, uh, if Avatar made the cut in my viewing habits, although listen, there's so much out there. There's so much out there. It's really to a degree that we have like never experienced before, but topic for another day. Friends, Avatar is on Netflix. You can watch all of that with your dad's <laughs> password yeah. or your friend's password. And I believe that's going to do it for us right now. Friends, if you think either of us are complete fucking idiots, which you often do and you're entitled to do, you can let us know over at twitter.com slash geekdownpod. We will humbly accept your criticism. Might not agree with it, but we will humbly accept it. And we'll be back here next week for, oh my God, it's opportune June. What are we going to do next week? Oh, we're going to have to scour. Want to do Brave New Worlds? Give us an excuse to watch it? Yes. She hit me again, y'all. That's how you know. That's how you know it was a good idea. It's a good idea. When Caitlin hits you, it's how I know it was a good idea. So we're going to find out if Star Trek is really Star Trekking again when we watch Brave New Worlds, which I believe is on Crave? I think that's right. Because I be- Yes, I believe that is correct. Um, so, friends, get up on that and get back with us next week, and we'll figure out if it's doing the thing that Caitlin needs, giving, giving you that sweet, 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 sweet drip sweet. of diplomacy. Exactly. <laughs> I just need, I need diplomacy in my face. Straight into your veins, friends. This is why you're here, because we're <laughs> weird. <laughs> yep. I need the biggest D possible. Biggest D possible is the only show where the D stands for diplomacy. <laughs> God, we're such dummies. Oh, my God. So Damn, dumb. son. Thanks for hanging with us, friends. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser, and I hope you will join us for another fantastic but incredibly dumb episode of the Geek Down Podcast. And also, as I was saying, fuck you.
<laughs> I knew how to do it. I just needed a moment. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to my stained stained hive. Where you been? <laughs> Where's all my Oakley sunglass hive out there? Mm-mm. Rocking to stained in the Walmart parking lot. And the flames on your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> your tap your tap out t shirts. And your flip flops. 